Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. the long box guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me as always is some of my very best friends since i was a very little kid josh how you doing what are you drinking uh, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm drinking a uh, Treehouse beer out of a Back East glass, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good this week. Which Treehouse beer is that? Uh, it's the Juliesh. It's their sort of lighter version of one of my favorite beers. And since it's uh, less calories and a little less alcohol, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. All right. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I'm drinking some Hamilton's Lowland Scotch. Uh it's a little, it's a little smoky. It's a little nice. Uh, a little if, if you didn't have it, would you would you lament not having it? No, I'd have one of the other six scotches that are in my little podcast closet. So you're not gonna miss your scotch. You're not gonna miss your scotch. It's true, Tom. I'm not. What are you Stacey drinking, Tom? Stacy saw that coming a mile away. I did. Jesus. I was like, I know what he's He's got. She heard the horn on the car coming, and you just ran out in front of it. <laughs> Stacy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing much better now that you made a Hamilton joke. Um, <laughs> and I'm drinking water because it's a school night, and you know, yeah. just drinking water. Thank you for liking my Hamilton jokes, Mike. How you doing? What are you drinking there, pal? So I've got two drinks tonight. I've got a Diet Dr Pepper, which I'll probably be drinking more of, but I also have. Uh, Neptune's Dagger Pale Ale from Armada Brewing. If you're watching this on our video, this is a very cool-looking can. It's a cool-looking can. Yeah, I don't like IPAs. Uh, this is a bad choice on my part, cool. but I thought you're it would be fitting. You there. You finally got Diet Dr. Pepper in Connecticut. Where'd you find it? Uh, I've, uh, ShopRite carries Shop it. Right. <laughs> okay. Stop and Shop is like, fuck you, Manning. You're not getting anything from us. But ShopRite took care of me. Does it need a bigger cart? Oh, my God. I load it up. My wife is like, why are you buying all this? I'm like, because I don't know when I'll see it again. Speaking of needing a bigger cart, at one point they needed a bigger boat. Why? Because we were talking today about King Shark. <laughs> uh, yeah, King Shark. And uh, a great character. Uh, we were just talking a little bit about uh, Jaws a minute ago, and no one got my Bruce reference, which was the name of that shark. Uh, Mikey, why don't you tell us a little about King Shark, and uh, does he have a real name, or is it just King Shark? Uh, his real name is Nanui. I like Bruce better, but okay. And uh, so he first appears in Superboy number zero, uh, and then as a brief cameo, then Superboy number nine. Uh, this is the rad Superboy from the 90s who replaced Superman. We are not talking about a young Superman. We are talking about the clone of Superman who had telekinetic powers, but it made everybody think he had super strength in flight. 
Yeah. However, uh, King Shark, his origin story all depends on who you want to believe. Perhaps he is a vile mutate that is a precursor for the future animal hybrid, uh, human hybrids that Commandy has, or maybe he is a citizen of Atlanta in Atlantis. Uh, excuse me, not Atlanta. That'd be citizen weird. of Atlanta. I, I could see him in Atlanta, though. I just want to go to the fucking D-Train. I mean, in Futurama, the lost city of Atlanta was underwater, yeah. so yeah. it's possible. It's, it's, yeah. When Rod Funches is doing the voice, it definitely sounds like an Atlanta vibe to me. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so he has appeared in a number of Aquaman stories as a Denzian of one of the lower cast levels of mutates in Atlantis. Or... He may very well be a demigod, the son of the god of sharks. We're talking about King Shark today. He has superhuman strength, speed, stamina, and vulnerability. He's got very sharp claws and a nom, nom, nom jaws that allows him to nom, nom, nom people whenever he wants. He's got enhanced senses. He has sonar ability. He can see in the dark, obviously, because he survives in very deep underwater uh, pressures. Uh, he can regenerate. He is resistant to telepathy. And he's been around for a very, very long time. Not in comic book history-wise, but in the comic stories, he's been around for a very long time. And he could probably have a lot of sucker fish on him without even knowing. He could. Doesn't he have a, a nearly invulnerable gut? Because he eats just about anything. Well, yeah, you could ask his fellow Suicide Squad member, Yo-Yo, what his gut's like. Because Yo-Yo has seen the inside and then come out the other side. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, what's Yo-Yo's power then? Apparently, uh, survive being digested by King Shark. <laughs> it's a very specific power. But it seemed to have come in handy. Acid proof. Doesn't need to breathe. It's an uncomfortable journey. Going on an adventure. <laughs> so, yes, King Shark has... Uh, he's come into a renaissance, if you will. He uh, first appearing in 1994. He's not a traditional supervillain. He did not have a lot of comic book appearances, but in other media, people fucking love uh, King Shark. Love King Shark. He has him. appeared in the live-action Arrowverse in Flash. He has appeared in the Suicide Squad video game. He has appeared in... Uh, I don't know if... I know Harley he Quinn. was in, obviously, Harley Quinn, the, uh, animated show and is going to be featured in the upcoming The Suicide Squad movie uh, by filmateur James Gunn being voiced by Sylvester Stallone I, I, I don't have a Stallone sorry yeah, yeah, you started drifting <laughs> off there and I was like is he, going, is he going for the accent is he going for it now no. yo King Shark yeah, I got nothing I got nothing yo King Shark yeah <laughs> So, uh, I know what my favorite King Shark shit is, but I'm sure you guys have your own opinions. Stacy, what do you love about the King of Sharks? 
Um, well, you know, we'll, we'll get to what I really love when I talk about my toy of the week. Um, but <laughs> my, my favorite King Shark, uh, is Ron Funches. It, he is, he is so wholesome until he isn't. And that's what I love about him is like, he's just the most wholesome character. He thinks Mr. Freeze is Beyonce, which is, <laughs> cracks me up every time. Um, but, you know, then he gets mad and he's not so wholesome anymore. He's ripping shit up. He loves guns. We find out. Um, yeah, he's just like Ron Funches is hilarious anyway. But Ron Funches is King Shark is a one liner machine. And it's it's so. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things. About he's my favorite part of Harley Quinn, I think. I love that. As soon as he smells blood. He just goes and is uncontrollable in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he ate his brother. <laughs> oh, when you say as as he's blood, bad with uh, when around blood, he didn't mean he gets sick. <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, that's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't good around blood. Uh, that, yeah. that means two different things. Yeah, I thought it just meant he got all fainty. <laughs> That would have been a pretty funny thing, too. But, yeah, he's just a little bit of blood, and he gets that little little eyes yeah. dilate even more. <laughs> yeah. I, I love when he gets mad when he's in prison. And, um, you know, like, Harley is rescuing him, and he, he just, like, he gets mad because the people downstairs are yelling, fresh fish, fresh fish. And he's like, what did I tell you about that? <laughs> and then, like, I used to pull him out of the wall because he's about to go berserk. That's our word. That's our word for our friends. <laughs> I like that they're drawing him wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't need to see King Sharks. Except King Dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't yeah. need the Dr. Manhattan treatment of uh, King Shark. Please no. I, the, the first time I ever saw King Shark was on the TV show Flash. And I was excited mm-hmm. to see him, and it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It was, yeah, um, yeah it was it was a decent doing of King Shark. I thought it was mm-hmm. better than I expected for a TV show. Yeah, yeah, they've done a lot worse things on the Flash TV show for sure. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. the episode where they have to go into the room and get something, and King Shark is unconscious, but he's waking up. Oh, some scary shit on the Flash. I think it was a flash, yeah. or it could have been a fever dream. I don't yeah. remember. I, I'm voting for fever dream. No, it might have been. I think it was a flash. I can't remember that one. It was a, a general feeling of dread in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, so so I'm with you on that stakes, by the way. I think Ron Funches is my favorite King Shark, but Stallone's already winning me over just on the few clips they've shown for fuck's yeah. sake. Uh, peacemaker. And I, I've been trying to think of how they got him to do it, and I was thinking, uh, I think Josh mentioned, or maybe Tommy mentioned, that he's friends with Gunn. Is that right? I, I did, Stacey yeah. Did. Oh, you stay, I'm sorry, Stacy. He's friends with James Gunn. That might be one way. I was thinking that he might have just saw how much fun um, Vin Diesel was having doing Groot and not having to do that much. And then I think Josh piped in with, they probably just drove a truckload of money up to his house 
which might be a two, because he's not working that hard. Head! You know, <laughs> record nine things, and we're just going to put them in wherever we the fuck want. Yeah. 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 Record the nine things we need for the pull string toy for the King Shark. The movie and the pull string toy, and then you'll just you'll just get the check, okay? All right, we're good. So this weekend I went to Terrificon, which this is all gonna tie into King Shark. I was, my cousin's son is a huge comic book nerd. Also, his name's Armando, and he's got a TikTok. He does incredible impersonations of the WB characters. Like, so I'm having dinner with him, and he just keeps on dropping different characters' voices on me as we're talking. And I was like, you know, I, I'm a huge Gorilla Grodd fan, and he's, but I haven't seen all of Flash. I, I think I stopped on season four, and he goes... Oh, so you didn't see King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. And I was like, shut the front door. Are you serious? Stacy? you're shaking your head yes. You have seen this yeah, episode? I have. In my yeah. brain pan, this is the most amazing thing ever. And it's so amazing, I'm afraid to actually watch the show. I mean, I would still watch it. Okay. Well, that's the most amazing thing ever. Ever, because that's a pretty high bar. Do they play tug of war with Buana Beast? Because I would (laughs) so love that. I know. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd I'd support it on Patreon. Yeah. I uh, I treat the Flash a little bit the way I treat Legend of Future Past. If I see something or a guest star that's really cool or villain I like, I jump in. If not, I'm out. You mean Legends so you of just, Tomorrow? You just, you just decide to mix that between a DC show and a Marvel movie? That's your... What did I say? I said Legends, Legends of Futures Past? What? Yeah, that's what yeah. you said. The show is called <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, and it's Fine. the days of Future <laughs> Past. <laughs> Thank you. Way to Buana Beast that. I did. I did that on yeah. purpose. I love Buana Beast. <laughs> yeah, so Rick Riptorn's trying to get attacked by the Sentinels. Wolverine. <laughs> Tries to save Raven from herself. Is that that's how it goes, right? Pretty yeah, sure. you're pretty the much watch it. just watching. Yeah, that's what they do. Hence the name. Yeah. Uh, did everybody get to go on their favorite King Shark? Yeah. I was gonna say I don't think I heard Josh. Uh, so I actually, uh, once again, DC, not my really my thing. Uh, so actually, I I, I grabbed um, Secret Six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I grabbed volume four, which is sort of encompasses sort of, I think it's just like a, uh, maybe a comic or two past where the new cast comes in where Secret Shark is introduced, but it's it's the majority of the run where he's on the secret, in the Secret Sex. And actually, it's, it's a pretty entertaining book because it's Gail Simone, who I adore, and they basically go to this alternate universe where it's like dinosaurs and magic and uh, I do love me some dinosaurs so it's uh, it's honestly probably about three quarters of the characters I have no idea who they are because I have no backstory and it's not my thing but it was a very entertaining comic and there's actually a really great um, 
Amanda Waller's substory going through there as one of the uh, alternate sort of spy people in the DC universe tries to knock Waller out uh, through uh, politics and manipulation, and Waller has none of that shit going on. Uh, but as far as the uh, the, the King Shark ver- uh, piece of that, he's just a you know he's a giant hungry shark in a land of the lost scenario where he just gets to eat a bunch of human-like barbarians, and he's very much enjoying the fact that they're basically lean meat instead of fatty like in the real world, because they they're all you know warriors there. So he's like, oh, these guys are delicious. See that that strikes me as untrue because. Just like ground beef, you want a nice uh, 70-30. Well, if there's marbling, and that's different, that's different. So that's that's not directly related to percentage of body fat. A lot of people look at meat and they see the fat on the outside and they think that's good for cooking, but it's not. It's the fat in between the strands. So it really depends on diet, and there's a lot of exercise involved. It's not... It's not necessarily the abject sitting around of animals that produces good marbling. Ask the Japanese. Look at the cows. They do, they do do stuff, and it's very trimmed on the outside. So people are like, "Why do you always trim fat off your beef?" And I'm, I'm a trimmer, because I'm like, it's the marbling inside the muscle that makes the difference. It's not the fat on the outside. So uh, it really depends on diet and how the muscle is formed. So not, you know, it's not necessarily. It's not necessarily that people wouldn't be delicious if they were in shape. So what I'm taking away from this is, and hear me out, we're definitely going to eat like three people this weekend. We have to three very different people. Yeah, but I mean, it's saying, for comparison testing. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're wearing lab coats and have a clipboard, it's totally cool. It's totally legal. Right. You guys all know who I'm picking. But but we got to do a blind taste test no, when we do but, it. Hold on. First, you're not eating Kristen Bell. Because I, you, I know I that cannot. we don't get any to try, so that's why you can't eat Kristen Bell. Are we doing my dad? Is that the blind taste test? <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad, but I know you're not listening. But that's all he can do. Ah! Probably. Damn it. There's been a couple of good. Uh, I, can't, I can't really think of any other shark characters out there. Um, to you know, compare Jabberjaw. Okay, that's a good one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone loves a good Jabberjaw story. And uh, Mark Russell did a Jabberjaw comic, didn't he? he did Jabber- say, the- uh, who did you do that with? Uh, Tommy, do you remember that one? It was a crossover. Yeah. I can't I remember, remember who did it. Jabberjaw and I want to say it's probably Aquaman. But pro- I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Hold on one second. I will do the quickie Jabberjaw. I mean, yeah, the supercomputers in our pockets will clearly know. But a DC. I mean, there's the land shark from SNL. That's right, <laughs> and land shark you double packed. Dandy Graham. Dandy Graham. <laughs> It was Jabberjaw and Aquaman by the by, and uh, it, that was a pretty fun comic, I recall. All those were really good. I, I can't really believe how were. good that it was such a dumb concept. I can't believe how good those stupid things came out. I did not like the newest 
are what what I perceive when I was doing the research, uh, what I perceive as one of the most recent incarnations of uh, King Shark, where he's the a very very much closer to anthropomorphic hammerhead. Yeah, that's the yeah. new fifty two. I, I was like, ugh. Yeah, I don't like it either. Designed that. That was terrible. Somebody that really likes side eye. I apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just off putting. <laughs> yeah. It didn't seem right to me. It didn't yeah. It was just I don't know, yeah, it was definitely off putting. And don't get me wrong, hammerheads are majestic animals, but not uh anthropomorphized and turned into combo characters in the same. Yeah, it looked a little bit more like a Star Wars uh, uh, creature to me. Like, there's a Star Wars creature that looks like that hammerhead. Absolutely, yeah, he definitely should have been caught up in the cantina. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Play that same song again! <laughs> My friend doesn't like you! I don't like you! <laughs> Stacy, as long as we're uh, on, I know that your Toy of the Week is, is, is this character. Can we see your Toy of the Week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a big yeah. guy, right? He's a big guy. Oh, He's a big oh man. Look at him. Look at that hand. So Raise him up a pants. little higher for me. Yeah. He's so wearing. He's, he's wearing. Oh, he's got the swimsuit? Yeah. Nice. Well, they, yeah. They should I mean, have had it be the wide swimsuit. Cut off yeah. slacks, maybe. They do um, kind of look like cut off jeans. And he should have a yeah. belt on. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got, got, got a little boo-boo on his belly. This, so watch this, though. This is super fun. His mouth's articulated. So he can close Aww. his mouth. Aww. He can open it and show all of his teeth. Like He looks so happy with it open. I know. That's why I love him, because he's like, hey. He's just so friendly before he murders your family. Uh, for those people are just listening to the podcast, we do have this on our YouTube channel. But if they want to go see a picture of this, where would they see that, Stace? They can see a picture of it on my Instagram, which is at Geeky Vixen. Uh, I took a picture of him over the weekend. I found some Jaws, uh, Jaws-themed candy at FYE, and he was eating it. <laughs> That's super cute. Yeah, to give you that. Uh, it did, now, and that was a standalone figure. That wasn't one of the ones where you had to buy like the head. Uh, oh no, it's yeah. a build a figure. Yeah, it's it actually is a build a figure. Oh, they are doing a regular release um that I think his shorts are gonna be painted differently. There's something else that's different about him. Um but yeah, this one was a build a figure. You had to buy Harley, uh Polka Dot Man, Peacemaker, and Bloodsport. That's not too bad. Built him. Yeah. yeah, not too and bad. And you're one of the few people who are actually gonna crack that fucker open and build that son bitch. Right. You're not leaving that. You ain't leaving <laughs> shit in a box. No, no, I I don't have very many box toys. Um, maybe maybe some vintage pieces that I already have a loose version of, but for the most part, no. I'm an opener. <laughs> I, uh, a buddy of mine, I was uh, playing with uh, his Star Trek teleporter, and I'm like, oh my god, do you know how much that damn thing is worth in box new? <laughs> That's one of those uh, real rare ones, right? The which which one? The Playmates or the Mego? Uh, I think it's the Mego ones. It's the one where the thing you hit the top and it spins yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, that's because the uh, because of the plastic, like because it's cardboard with plastic over it, and those things don't last if you don't take care of them. So I'm not surprised it's expensive. 
He was just playing with the damn thing. I'm like, man, you are a brave son of a bitch. That's what they're for. If you paid money for it to take it back to your house and play with it, you should play with it. You're playing with your kid's college fund there, son. <laughs> well, I started going through some of my, like, toys and boxes and trying to, like, trim the trim the fat out of my uh, my small house. And I was surprised to find out, like, I have these two stuffed toys from Japan that are, like, from a Mega Man series of stuffed toys. And I bought them while I was in Tokyo. I had no idea. I, honestly, I had no idea even what they were referencing. I was like, these guys are super cute, and they're coming home with me. And, uh, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so with the – you stop it. And so – it's, it's not like I, did, I didn't do that multiple times in Japan. They weren't all toys. Is that what you wanted to hear, Tom? Shut your pile. <laughs> you just kind of picked into the picture frame for a second. It was really funny. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, and now, I, so I like, you know, I priced them out. And then like eBay, if they have the tags on them, they're like 600 bucks a piece. Ooh. Jeez. I was like, no. ta- do they have the tags on them? Oh, they have the tags on them. All right. Good and on you. I'm like, Goodbye. Love you, tiny toys. You're very cute <laughs> and adorable. Oh, and now you'll be sold. Yeah. Goodbye. Right. Awesome. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures. And you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Comics talk for comics fans. Tommy, what do you got at the back of the long box today? Uh, I have Guinea Pigs by Tonino Benek. Quista and Nicholas Baral. Uh, this is a, a My Europe favorite book. part of the show is when Tommy <laughs> pronounces his names. names. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Europe <laughs> comics uh, published by, and uh, it was a good little comic. It was kind of a slice of life comic about three different people who were very unsatisfied with their life. They uh, each wanted to change their life, so they signed up for a study that paid 3,500 euros uh, to do a study where they were guinea pigs for a new drug coming out. One of them had amnesia, so he lost his job and needed money to help support his family. Uh, Another one uh, had trouble with the ladies. And the third one uh, was trying to be an artist, but didn't really have the spark of creativity to do it. So every time she applied to art school, she got denied and her dad was an artist and kind of she felt felt like she was failing her family and and not being able to do do the artistic work that she wanted. So they each signed up for this drug study and the drug basically changed their entire personalities and lifestyles. The amnesiac was able to remember everything every little detail. Uh, and the guy who was having trouble with the ladies was suddenly, you know, able to become a ladies man and uh, became sort of a professional ladies man. And then the girl who wanted to be an artist became very successful at it. Um, and they, you know, left this study with just a, a little bit of the drug to wean themselves off of it and, you know, ended up being a success at what they wanted and, figured that they, they really wanted to stay on this drug because it had made such a huge change in their life. And because of the changes that had been made, each one of them had uh, 
had actually someone tried to kill them and they assumed that it was the drug company that was trying to off them to keep secret the effects of this drug. Um, and so they threatened to sue the drug company because, you know, the drug company was like, hey, we, we want you to keep off this drug and keep quiet about it. And they're like, no. And suddenly they were, each had a hit on them. Uh, so they threatened to sue the drug company and the drug company is like, no, no, no. All right, whatever. We'll give you whatever you want. And they're like, we just want more of this drug because we really like the people that we've become. And so it was just an, an interesting comic. And it was a, an interesting idea. And the people that didn't really have any problems sort of became the opposite of what they were um, on this drug. And it sort of had a ended up having sort of a, a street sale value. And it was kind of a cool idea. Uh, Josh, I saw you make a confusing face uh, when you said professional ladies man. Uh, so I did take a second to look that up for you. Uh, you have to uh, win two regionals. And then you have to go to state. <laughs> to, to be a professional? And uh, yeah. you have to finish at least in the top three in the state. Uh, uh, to the top three women in the state, you have to finish in them? Yeah. I have to finish in the top three. Yeah, the this was only a 96-page book, so uh, he advanced pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you got to get you got to get the regionals in quick, and, you know, you got to advance. Yeah. But you can't get recruited right out of school if you're really talented, though. Yeah, you got it. Well, but yeah. you don't get your endorsements in. But college is where you shine, right? You got to well, you got to lay yeah. the foundation in college. Oh, he yeah. shined. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a bit of a tangent, Josh. You got a real tangent for us? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a little bit of a story before I get to my tangent, <laughs> and it's an odd story, and I had never really heard it before. And there was an article in the on our so. Some of you may or may not know that we are local to Boston. And I don't know, has anybody heard of the eBay stocking scandal? Yeah, those, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So for folks who haven't heard this, there was a, a couple, uh, a long married couple, middle-aged folks. Uh, they got into online sales, so they were doing uh, a lot of like – surfing through like antique shops and and yard sales and finding particular items to sell on eBay in the very early days of the internet. And what they ended up doing was starting a website that showed or informed people how to sell things on eBay or auction sites. So they were giving, telling people little tricks of the trade, like for very heavy objects back in the early days, they were actually buying two tickets on Amtrak and having someone escort like a a hundred pound box across the country on Amtrak because it was way cheaper than shipping it. Like 20% of the cost, like a ticket from coast to coast for these two tickets. So they had all these tricks of the trade uh, in as eBay got more and more corporate and started getting acquired by different venues, eBay had a very strong predilection in the beginning to be sort of the the small man's, the person's way to, to sell their things online. And as the corporation changed, really they hedged their bets towards large retail outlets trying to reach a wider audience without producing their own, their own websites and marketing outlets. And so – 
these folks had their sort of online website and they they adapted with what eBay did, right? So they went from sort of an a, an advice website to being a, a a site that tracked corporate activity of eBay, as well as the hedging and and professional sort of uh, differences between how small companies, individuals, and large companies were being treated by the site, uh, both legally, financially. Uh, and so they sort of started becoming a thorn in eBay's side, especially when they started publishing what was uh, publicly available uh, through through like tax records and whatnot, uh, how much people were making at eBay, certain people were making. And so this irked one particular person at eBay, and he – and this is to me the unbelievable part – found seven – was it? able to find seven co-conspirators that were not like low-level people at eBay. Like they were executives, and they started a massive and dark and brutal campaign against these people. At one point, they sent the skinned face of a pig to their household, and the day after uh, – the guy's wife, the the the, the woman had a, a breakdown, and then they sent a wreath to his house, at saying, "I'm sorry about the passing of your wife." Like so, they essentially Jeez. threatened her life. And eBay actually said, "Not only not In brutal ways, I mean absolutely brutal ways, like they sent thousands of pornographic magazine subscriptions to all of their neighbors so that in their – with their names on them so they would think it was them. And then eventually they actually sent – they flew people from California to Boston who rented a van and were driving by their house and physically harassing them. And eventually, that's how they got caught. Um, the husband actually followed the van, actually lured the van um, to a place where he knew there were a lot of traffic cameras. He actually lured them past the Franklin, Massachusetts Police Department so that they would be seen and then called the police right then and there to, to actually get them. And that's how they got caught. But I cannot imagine being at a corporation where I would – where anyone was, first of all, confident to approach me to say, "Oh, we're gonna, we're just gonna go after these people, tooth and fucking nail," in a way that is as close to a, a goddamn horror or a suspense movie as we can get to get them to stop writing a blog. Essentially, it, it is. It was a. Cra- it's a crazy story. So anybody who has not heard of this. Google the eBay stocking scandal, and they just had an article in the Boston Globe this week about a lot of things that were not presented earlier to the public infor- to the public eye about how they were treated and what it what happened. And it is it's unbelievable. Like it's it's not something you're just like that's not yeah like, that can't be real. What major corporation would actually do that to a human being? Because it just makes no sense. So I guess. What is an example? I don't know if, if you've ever had an encounter with corporate America where you were just absolutely stymied by their treatment of 
like customers, persons, personalities. What else is lying out there? Because this was a, and this was only a few years ago that the lawsuit came out, 2019, but they had been harassed for five years before they got someone to actually prosecute in an unbelievable fashion. So let's just, let's if you got anything where you're like, wow, this corporation, I don't understand where this is going, or, or, or on the contrary, tell me something amazing. Like, like re- renew a little bit of my faith here and tell me a corporation that went so far out of their way for you that it didn't seem like it didn't seem like you were a customer. You were you were family. I'm happy to hear either that. Direction. All right. I got a great Pollyanna one. Uh, when I first got to Memphis, um, you know, I was a little worried because it's a very red state and uh, all the guys I was working with were hardcore Republican guys, but they were like compassionate conservatives. And, like, a lot of times that's a misnomer. People don't believe that or don't hear it. They caught one of their employees stealing food out of the trash because he didn't have enough food to feed his family. And he was already working as many hours as we could give him at the job, and we already knew he had a second job. He still just wasn't making ends meet, and he had to steal some food out of the trash. So all of the, uh, the owner and four of the managers, we all got together and – what can we do without letting this guy know we're helping? So they came up with some bullshit job for him to do, paint some cabinets. Uh, they gave him a small raise just because he, hey, you know, you've been here for like four years. Uh, we forgot to give you a raise. We'll give you this retroactive raise. We forgot you. Sorry. And uh, so they gave him a retroactive raise for like a year and a half, which equaled like $5,000, just to help the guy get back on his feet. And they never let the guy know. And it was all because we found out he was having a bit of a hard time. And that's the first time I ever really saw that uh, uh, conservative Republican uh, point of light that George Bush had always talked about. But I I actually got to see that action because these guys were Republican conservatives and they wanted to let this guy get help. But they they wanted to make him feel like he did it all himself. And it was great. And the guy really appreciated it. He was a terrific employee uh, all the way till I was there. That was one of the few jobs in a city I never left. Uh, four years in Memphis, every second of the day I was at uh, that, that barbecue joint. Those, those owners and those other managers, they, they know how to treat their guys. And one other caveat, it wasn't a pig face. <laughs> they sent a fetal pig. They, they threatened to send a fetal pig because the, they got the receipt for it, but they never got it. And then they got the fetal pig. Then they got the pig face mask, which is just as disgusting and scary. Yeah, yeah, it's a mask. Yeah, yeah, which is disgusting. They they were horrible. There's some brutal stuff. Brutal, yeah. I can't imagine getting that mad about anything. Like I, I've been mad at people, but my my high watermark is the KKK. I've never been so pissed off. I made a costume. Like if you hate black people enough to start making costumes, man. Go see a psychologist. I love cosplay. I'm barely motivated enough to make a cosplay out of something I love. Never mind, I'm being mad. <laughs> Side note, my Seahawk cosplay is coming along fast. Oh, I can't wait to see your Seahawk costume. Your Bobby the Barbarian was fucking off the chain, dude. <laughs> so, this weekend I ordered a new bed frame from an American company called Lull. L-U-L-L. Uh, their website is lull.com. And 
It looks easy to assemble. It wasn't very expensive. I was like, okay, it's American-made. Sure, I'll buy this bed. Because uh, it comes in pieces, I can get it up the stairs by myself. I don't have to ask you poor schleps to come over and carry it up for me. So, you know, it checks all the boxes of what I'm looking for. This morning, I'm on a two-hour drive, and my personal phone rings, and I never take calls usually on my personal cell phone because it's always, you know, somebody trying to scam me. But I decided, well, I got nothing but time. I'll, I'll string this scammer along. I answered the phone. It was my service representative from Lull. Even though I had done the whole thing online and never talked to anybody, he was calling up to let me know that they had got the order, they had shipped it today, and wanted it, and they had sent me an email with the tracking number. And if I didn't get it, that I should check my junk folder. And if there's anything else I need from Lull, to just call him, and he will take care of me. And if there's any problems. This is this is my number. You can call me directly, and we will fix any problems that you may have. But we don't think you're going to have any problems. And I was like, "What the fuck company is this? <laughs> Where? <laughs> How do they? What? What is going on here? Am I being punked, Tom? <laughs> no, what so." That is something I would do, though, make you feel good about your bed. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I hadn't told anybody, so I knew I wasn't being pumped by anybody. Uh, so, yeah, lull.com. Uh, incredible customer service. Dude was super friendly. I had nothing to do. We ended up talking like 15 minutes just about bullshit, like, hey, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, lull.com. I might try, try one of those. What the hell? Uh, when Mike and I went to Disney, my cell phone fell out on one of my ride on one of the rides, and uh, I reported it to Lost and Found, and they called me back like two hours later. They had found the phone and had it waiting at one of their Lost and Found centers for me. Nice. It was weird too because we were on a roller coaster. And Arms Fall Off Boy was in front of us. <laughs> and not only did LT lose the phone, but he also lost his arms because he raised his arms and they just went flying, hit the guy in the back uh, in back of him. <laughs> Didn't see the arms the rest of the trip. It's true. It's fair. Saw that yeah, guy walking I... all over the park without arms. Yeah. Well, it's that feet fall off, boy. Yeah. Or <laughs> Just saying, if they saw my phone in two hours, they didn't find that guy's arms for days. It's because they were walking around doing other stuff, or floating around doing other stuff. Yeah, and he, he had to say goodbye to them, because he didn't see them again. I got one other, bef- uh, I, but I don't want to steal your thunder, Josh and Stacy. Um, I, I just had an actually surprisingly weird but positive interaction with Amazon um, I we had ordered we we're we we're building we have a like a home gym because my husband's a personal trainer so we were looking for some rubber like gym flooring basically for the garage and I found some on Amazon it was the right color it was exactly what we wanted 
and I knew it was going to take longer because it's like it's Amazon Freight, so it always takes a little bit longer. But it was like two weeks late, <laughs> and they, um, you know, I'd been checking in with them, and they're like, "No, we assure you, it's coming, it's coming, whatever." And so on a Sunday night, my husband and I just like get on speakerphone and we call Amazon, and this guy is. He's, I don't know if he's tired or what, but he was so funny. Like he, he would ask a question, you know, like what's your order number or whatever, you know, whatever information you needed. And then you'd hear like, there'd just be silence. And then he would just start typing furiously. And then he would be saying things and he it was just like stream of consciousness to the point where we were like, is he talking to us? Are we done? Could we hang up now? And he said, um, you know, let me go check on something. I'll call you back. And I was like, yeah, right. He's not going to call us back. We're never getting it. We'll just ask for a refund tomorrow. It'll be fine. And he did actually call us back. Same thing. Stream of consciousness, muttering to himself, kind of asking us questions, furious typing. And so he's like, I'm going to send you the, I'm going to send you this email that lets you know that you're going to get like a $40 Amazon credit because of your trouble. And, you know, we're, we're going to send you, you know, send you the product or whatever. And I think, no lie, I think he typed the whole fucking email while he had us on the phone. Because <laughs> I got the email and it was like, if you printed it out, it would have been a whole page. Um, it was very thorough. He was very nice. I, and I, you know, we got off the phone and I told my husband, I was like, we're, yeah, yeah this we're not seeing any of this, but it, it actually did arrive and in the time that, that we thought it would. So it was a positive, ex but I, that was the first time I'd ever called Amazon. Um, you know, normally when you do a return or something like that, you just do it through email or whatever. But my husband's very much a, you know, I want to call and talk to somebody kind of person. <laughs> so it was, it was surprisingly charming, but also I was excited that we didn't, you know, didn't get screwed over by Amazon. <laughs> Amazon I was, uh, is really great with returns, and if, uh, like, one time I got a package and there was nothing in it, and, and I, you know, I didn't call them, but I, like, used the chat feature, and yeah. they were like, we will just send out, you know, we'll take care of it, and they just, like, sent the product out that was supposed to be in it, and we got it the next day. Like, they're really, their customer service really is pretty good. Yeah. I was on the tarmac, and I think I was sitting on a plane, I believe it was Southwest. And I can't remember if it was New Orleans or Las Vegas. I was as if, I can't remember, Mike, if it was after your wedding or after a visit while we were in New Orleans. But I was sitting in the plane, and it was delayed for a good long time. So we're sitting there. We're all pretty frustrated. Everyone's. We're just jammed in. It was a full flight. Everyone's stuck in the plane. And the pilot gets on. And Tom knows. I'm not much of a stand-up guy. But this guy was funny. <laughs> like, he was like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really sorry for the delay. We're going to be stuck here for some time. Let me just remind you that Southwest has some of the loveliest, most entertaining, and charismatic flight attendants in all of aviation history. Unfortunately, none of those people could be with us today, so you're just going to have to deal with the folks we have on board. I'm really sorry about that. 
And he's like, and so part of the delay is the uh, the machine that normally damages your luggage is broke. So we're gonna have to manually do that, and it's 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 laborious. Uh, so we have we've had to pipe some some gorillas out from the local zoo and put them into uh, <laughs> small rooms with your luggage. And it's there's a strict one luggage per gorilla at a time. Like the guy just went on a tirade for like. Like ninety minutes, I was like, "Dude, you've got like, you've got like six stage shows here. Like, you, you've, you're, you're like a fifteen-minute guy at any place. Like, I, you're just working your material. Like, uh, it was actually, he was actually pretty funny, and, and to, yeah, and we were there for a good long time. But uh, I appreciated the effort, and uh, and never, uh, never lost sight of that for a pilot who had." Nothing better to do for two hours. <laughs> I have one more corporation story. It's a small business. Um, it is not a giant corporation. But uh, the other day I ordered a T-shirt called <laughs> C is for Cheat Day. It has Cookie Monster on it, and I also yeah. ordered a couple of static clings for my windows here in the dining room where I'm going to be playing Dungeons & Dragons, all from the good folks over at GeekOrthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. That's right, GeekOrthodox.com, where all your geeky deeds can be satisfied. Uh, it... If you're ordering stuff, uh, they have t-shirts, t-shirts, uh, t-shirts, static playing, static playing, socks, stained glass, socks, stained glass yeah, they got it all. I don't even know why you're even listening to us. You should be over ordering from <laughs> uh, geekorthodox.com. Yeah, I was on that a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was on that about a half hour ago. I'm just ordering t-shirts right now. Yeah. yeah. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Mike, we did miss the front of the long box uh, part of the section today. Do you got anything good at the front of the long box real quick? Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, here's, uh, here's, here's, the, here's the front of the long box. Four is the magic number. That is how many Justice Leagues of America I need to complete my collection. And what's, what's the... Uh... Numbers 1, 2, 4, and 9. That's it. And you're done. Wow. That's it. Done. That sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your son he cracks me up every time he leads into the fucking frame. Just like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyone else got anything else they want to plug? I, Josh, you got a couple things coming up, don't you? Uh, I mean, along with the uh, the Geek Orthodox stuff, I will be uh, joining Ian and Tammy and the Geek Orthodox crowd at Dragon Con on Labor Day weekend. Two weeks later, we'll be at Gen Con in Indianapolis. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I'm doing. That's those are my fall cons. I'm going to be happy to be there. I'm going to be working the booth half the time, and I'll be out in the world the other half. And I uh, can't wait to just get out there and and, and and see conventions again. It's going to be so nice. And it'll be a good time. Stacey, you're on like a million other. You're on a million other podcasts. What else you got going on? Uh, not not much lately, but you can always check out 
uh, theretronetwork.com. There's plenty of podcasts that even I am not a part of. So um, if you like nostalgia, if you like things like talking about MTV, uh, that I know yeah, that an yeah. article just dropped uh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. MTV. So that's going on. Um, I will also likely be going to Gen Con. Uh, I'm not doing anything at Gen Con other than walking around, but drink it with me. I was going to say drink it with probably, Josh. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah drink it with Josh. <laughs> um, and then I am also attending uh, PowerCon in September, which is oh. a uh, a He-Man and She-Ra and all things Masters of the Universe themed convention. Again, not doing anything other than attending. Uh, we fly out on my birthday, which is September 10th, and I'm very awesome. excited about spending my birthday weekend in uh, Anaheim, California. Anaheim. Well, give yeah. Danny a big old hug so, for me because I never get yeah. to see her. Yeah, we'll do. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about that con as well. Tommy, anything to plug, buddy? Uh, you know, maybe uh, Angry Johnny and the Killbillies at uh, GetAngry.com. Always good. And we also have another band we like to plug all the time, which is... Kirby Crackle. There you go, Kirby Crackle. A terrific uh, rock band uh, combo. Uh, they'll probably be at Dragon Con, because they usually do play Dragon Con. Josh, you know if they're going to be there? I have no idea. But you could go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com to find out if they're going to be at Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. That is an affirmative. (laughs) Anybody else? Yeah, I would also like to plug uh, Seth and the boys over at Who'sNextGaming.com for all your games, movies, TV, sex robot talk, whatever you're interested in, they probably talk about it. Uh, That's Who'sNextGaming.com. And I'm also going to plug uh, Tony Chocolonis. Uh 45% of the world's cocoa comes from Cote d'Ivoire. And the only company that is ethically sourcing in Cote d'Ivoire is Tony Chocolonis. Uh They have uh, secured supply chain, ensuring that there is no forced labor or human trafficking in uh, the cocoa that they get from Cote d'Ivoire. They pay living wages to the farmers and their workers for the beans that they're buying. So if you get a chance to have a Tony Chocoloni bar, uh, you are not only doing good, you're doing well. I was about to say that nobody knows what the fuck that is, but I know what that is now because they just said the big word Tony on them. And uh, one of them is vegan. My wife likes that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the dark chocolate one uh, that's not milk chocolate. Yeah, they, they say, so if you're thinking about what this, these candy bars look like, they're kind of bigger than, they're much bigger than a normal bar. They're kind of high-end, so you'll see them at Whole Foods, and you'll see them at better grocery stores. And uh, the, it's just got the word Tony on it, big, big letters. Good old Tony. Good old Tony Chocoloni. If I was Tony, a chocolate maker, I, I, I would change my name to Tony Chocoloni. Tony <laughs> likes the chocolate. Tony Chocoloni. I, I talked to the president of the company. He is uh, super nice. That sounds awesome. Of course he is. He's Tony Chacaloni. Tony, Tony Chacaloni. How good is this day going to be? Tony Chacaloni. <laughs> Mike, what's this podcast like to you? It's like Drunk History, but for comics. 
And Josh driving cars. Is that your sector, buddy? Atlanta, Georgia for just that weekend will be my sector, and I will be Seahawk from Shira. That is I bought you a sticker about that. It says, uh, have fun, do arson. Does Seahawk commit a lot of arson? Oh, be gay, do arson. You know, I'm perfectly willing to set stuff on fire. Whatever happens, happens. I saw you picked your lane. (laughs) Of the be gay, do arson, you picked up a torch awful fast. (laughs) Ah, whatever. As long as you're pretty, I'm fine. Yeah. Stace. Yeah. Any words of wisdom for us? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's what I always say, but just don't be a dick. Like, just, if you, and and specifically, I've seen a lot of people griping because they just announced that Colin Jost and his brother uh, have signed on to write a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, I think. And immediately, it's like people see Colin Jost's face and they're immediately like, they hate it. And I'm like, you don't even know. Like, you don't, like, I think he's really funny on SNL. Like, I think he's a brilliant writer, but I, I just, like, don't judge things. Don't start griping about things online, even though you haven't seen or heard anything yet. Like, just yeah. give it a chance. Yeah, if you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan and your takeaway isn't, oh my God, I'm so happy there's going to be another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, <laughs> it's, oh, this is going to suck already. You're not really a fan. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, look at me. I'm a gatekeeper for fandom. Also, don't be so serious about stuff like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, it's about mutated giant turtles that eat pizza. And I know, like, people will be like, that's not what the comic's about. I've read the comic. I know that. But my favorite version is, like, the cartoon slash movie verse. So. Well, let me explain to you why you're wrong, Stacey. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. I gotta go. Let me explain to you why there are so many carbs in pizza and nobody, no, no teenage mutant ninja turtle in the right mind would eat that much. Well, they want to stay in that kind of shape. Cheese, so, you know. What was? Well, who was the girl that was on our panel with us? Uh, who did those teenage mutant ninja turtle questions? AJ. AJ. Oh my God! You would have loved AJ, Stacy. We told her to make five or six questions for our panel. And those que- I can't even make up how hard those questions were. On um, like, page yeah. four of uh, issue number forty-two of the Boom three. comic, you'll see that Shredder's real initials are on a desk. What were those initials? What? Yeah. Yeah. Stacy's thinking about it was pissed me off. <laughs> Stacy like knows the name, answer. His name is escaping me at the moment, but yeah, I mean. I but yeah, it's. She whipped up some seriously obscure data. Yeah, you'd have to have a PhD. The hardest I wanted was what headband color, color was Donatello wearing. That was as hard as I was going to go. That's what we had to do. I'm like, just ask him what color they wear. Yeah, and then she was like, well, it depends. And I'm like, oh, good God, you're killing me. Yeah, and then somebody's like, well, in the comic, they all wore red. It wasn't until they were the cartoon that they actually wore different colors. Oh, my God. Were you there at that <laughs> comic with us? Yeah, no, I just fun. know a shit ton about Teenage Ninja Turtles. And one of those guys, whom I can't remember, it was either Laird or Eastman, used to work the door at a club that we used to go to in Amherst, Massachusetts, when Mike was in college. At the oh, yeah. horse? Was that it? That guy's got to be a It was uh, Katrina's and later Vertex. Oh, God. Oh, Vertex, Later, man. Ethan was one of the doormen there. 
We got the hell kicked out of I got the hell kicked out of me at Vertex that one night by L7. <laughs> they beat the oh, yeah. crap out of me. <laughs> and that's why we hate you to this day, L7. Bring it! Bring it! Whoa, whoa. I'm not letting that, I'm not letting that go. You did not represent the entire oh. long box. Yeah. <laughs> I love L7. I just don't want to have my ass kicked by L7. Yeah. Uh, like, stop no, dragging me into your gang war. Yeah. It's true. I got clocked in the back of my head with a dildo and just said flying face first in the crowd. It's not a pretty night. I- I'm confused, though, Tom. What is it you always say? I always say, don't just what you hate, just promote what you love. You're going to live longer. Thank you for the long box, guys. Bye. Tommy, get your last word. Go ahead. Uh, if you haven't gotten your shot, get your shot. Florida currently has more COVID cases than they did during the height of the pandemic. That's a problem. We have a vaccine now. Get your shot. Stacy, you know what Florida's national, uh, you know what Florida's state motto is, right? I'm not going to get my shot. shot. I'm not going to get my <laughs> shot. That's why we should. Bugs Bunny saw it off of the United States, shoving it in the ocean. Sorry, Florida. If you're from Florida, I don't. If you're from Florida, I have to mean what I say. From Florida, get your shot. Look, we love you. She has admitted that she wants to emigrate from the great state. Let's let's save the hate for other states for our "We Hate This State" podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Fuck you, Ohio. You know what you did. (laughs) Alaska, no one cares. Tommy, you still got a little grudge against Kentucky over there? (laughs) Uh, Didn't they come out today that Mitch has, uh, he has COVID? Yeah, Lindsey Lindsey Graham Graham has COVID. Oh, Lindsey Graham got COVID. I knew it was somebody way up there in the old public hierarchy. But he's really glad he got vaccinated. He he sure is. Sure glad I'm whitening in the lifeboat. Sorry, everyone else. Oh, Lindsey Graham. All right, that'll do it for us. Sorry. Bye-bye. <laughs>